Well, welcome back to another Market Closing live stream, and we are just uh, continuing to experience exhausting disaster in the stock market. Uh, it uh, continues to prove that uh, small caps have convictionless rallies that are quickly uh, suppressed, mostly because companies that uh, that when they rally, like Lemonade, are actually creating the perfect opportunity for hedge funds to continue their shorts. Think about this and remember this, folks. What we have is an environment where hedge funds and institutions have the easiest possible opportunity to short uh, the stocks that uh, are consistently falling. I mean, look at this downtrend on Lemonade. Why would you not short this when it just continues to print and print and print? Today, Lemonade ran up at, at one point as high as 12 to 13%. We got rejected by the 40-10 support line. We never made it back to there. If anything, now th that we got rejected, I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, a uh, an increase of short selling of lemonade. Because another thing is, one of the best times to short a stock is when it's rotating up. I was thinking about shorting Lucid, but the shorts are extremely expensive on Lucid right now. So I'm not jumping up and down at the prospect of, of shorting a company that in my opinion, has very expensive shorts. And that's probably because a lot of Lucid investors are hedging themselves against failed deliveries, which at this point we expect. Now, Lucid ran today on news that they were or considering launching vehicle sales in Europe. I honestly don't know that anyone freaking cares, but that news has still led to uh, Hopium entering the Lucid environment. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, expensive shorts here, of course, uh, other things that, that had rallied very well today also got beaten down. And again, it makes the most sense for companies to short companies or, or for institutions to short businesses when they rally. This is when, when they rally, it is the best time to short because you have the, you have more to fall. You have more meat on the bone. It's kind of like you know, the, the, the chicken's getting fattened up and, and now you're getting a chickier, a, a fatter chicken leg uh, from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Man, that sounds good today. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, although, did they, didn't they change their name to Kentucky Grilled Chicken and they changed their name back? Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, let's take a look at the overall indices. But this is one of the things that's happening with shorts, something to keep an eye on. Uh, let's try to get some older tabs here from the course member live. Uh, so Dow Jones is up 0.21%. Uh, this is leading uh, the VIX to rotate down, despite the fact that the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and Russell are having pain. Yesterday, we had some positivity for both the Russell and the NASDAQ. That's rotating away today. And unfortunately, the, the bad news, worse than expected news, for job wages. It's unfortunate, but it's what it is. So uh, let's see here what we have in the rest of some of the stocks here, and then we'll go explore some Bloomberg and other things. So uh, I do believe that Lemonade's continuing to get shorted. The cruise lines are doing well here. Omicron News really, uh, again, reiterating excitement for these. And they're, they're an opportunity to also escape tech, right? So you have two things really going for recovery. You have uh, ro the rotation towards potentially the end of the pandemic. Plus, on top of that, uh, you have this uh, enthusiasm that, uh, hey, 
it's not tech, so less selling pressure. So you're getting into something with less selling pressure and momentum. It's not uh, uh, not uncommon to uh, to jump into this. So um, good job here. So to Zeus, Cloudflare trying to rotate slightly. Trade Desk dropped a little bit after its Jeffrey's target. Uh, didn't keep it up as, as well as it thought uh, it might. You've got Corsair, Robinhood, Embraer moving up a couple percent here. Mm-hmm. Towards the downside, though, you've got DWAC down uh, almost 11%, worsening. Little bit, tiny little recovery there on Ethereum. Let's find BTC for a sec. Here we go. Okay, uh, so BTC also trying to recover on that one-minute chart. It, it had a little bit of a rough day, though. Uh, specifically because of that uh, uh, jobs report that came out right here. And this is where you had initial excitement over the jobs report. Uh, and then we have trended down substantially uh, following that, following actually very closely on the five-minute chart, the 200-day, uh, as, as a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, you go to the five-minute chart, you are you're almost perfectly playing off the 200-day moving average. Uh, again, on the five-minute chart. And this is only as of yesterday that you're seeing this as, as a solid or, or pretty clear lid. It's not usually this blatant that we are uh, popping off. We, we are, I mean, this is perfect. Look at this. Uh, I mean, you, you and, and you don't always see this. It's not like this is a very common occurrence. You look back, the 200-day, the this orange line here, it, it doesn't actually work that well as a resistance. Uh, you, yeah, you're you're not seeing that, quite frankly, at all, that pattern. But look at this pattern right here, folks. I mean, this is probably the most beautiful uh, use of the 200-day as a resistance that I've seen. And uh, look at this. Bounce, bounce uh, you know, off, off of resistance here. Uh, reject. It almost looks like you're getting the haircut over here. Reject, reject, reject. Just can't keep it up. Uh, this is the 200-day simple moving average. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, $5. Uh, pain. Is Chase private client worth it? Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, why don't I have permission to Q&A on the course member last year? You should. Uh, I I mean, they're wide open. So if you have access to the course member live, you know what you're probably doing is you're probably trying to chat in the Discord channel where the live stream is linked. You have to click on the live stream video. You can't chat in the Discord channel. Click on the video and then you get a chat just like this. So that, that would be the only reason that you would see something that says you don't have permission uh, is, is if you're uh, trying to chat in, in where the Discord channel is. So make sure you're trying to respond to a Discord video. Okay, so uh, Roblox, $84. We are uh, having a very nice rotation down on Roblox and Etsy. Uh, but so is DocuSign. DocuSign coming off of that 150 and uh, 140 floor. So take a look at this Roblox here, probably going to rotate back down to 76, potentially even 65. It's interesting to me that it seems like we're kind of like rotating in waves, like, you know, certain stocks get targeted and uh, and then they keep rotating down and down and down. Uh, Etsy over here, look at this decline on Etsy. See, we kind of hit a floor here and then, nope, just kidding. Last three days, three or four days, Etsy has uh, become a little bit of a discount. This will be uh, another opportunity to uh, to hop on uh, the, on on more of the um, 
a more of a discount here, uh, which is phenomenal. So let's see here. <laughs> End phase, uh, 4. Uh, 4.5. Unfortunately, the downside, look at this. We dropped the next level of support. Actually, no. This support line is the 155. Uh, so we are now below uh, the drawn supports that we have. We, we can go lower. Keep in mind, everything can go lower. There's nothing to say that we have to stop at 143. That looks pretty decent because we've had a bounce here. And we kind of get to the lid here at about 145. So maybe it's around 144. No, that's that's definitely more like 145. Not worth drawing right now until we have a little bit more uh, info. <laughs> Lucid, 8% here. You know, if this if this keeps rallying, I'll probably end up buying an expensive short anyway. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. Good discounts in the market, that's for sure. Even Tesla's down substantially today. Yeah, look at that, 3.61%. Look at this, uh, this, this fail here. Uh, you know, we had the enthusiasm. Tesla was on the course to, to a breakout here uh, and uh, just completely broke through it, unfortunately. Yeah, and again, a lot of this interest rate fears, compression. I really think it's overdone, but it's all right. This is the time to build the portfolio. Uh, ooh, look at that. Supreme Court justices cast doubt on Biden workplace vaccine rule. That's a big deal. Uh, so that, that might end up getting uh, canned. Wall Street using tech firms like Zillow to eat up starter homes. We saw that this morning. Let's see if there's any other particular news. COVID fraudster who bought property in Tesla stock with stolen cash is caught. Scammed $3.4 in COVID relief loans. Ooh, wow. I wonder how many more people like this there are who, uh, who are scamming the system. Made millions buying 16,000 shares of Tesla, but lost it all along with his freeze freedom. When the feds figured out he had bankrolled his investments with proceeds from fraudulently obtained COVID relief funds. Oh, yeah. What people are doing is they're creating fake companies, basically, or, or that's what they were doing to try to get these loans. Uh, and, uh, and, and they took millions of dollars out in PPP loans. Yeah, look at that. Lloyd transferred over 1.8 million of PPP funds to his E-Trade Securities brokerage account and purchased securities. Fortunately for the government, uh, they seized his securities accounts containing another $660,000 in securities and cash. Wow. Ordered to pay $4 million in fines, surrender real estate bought with ill-gotten money, and forfeit his brokerage accounts valued at $18 million. Burn. Well, that's what happens when you steal. That's crazy. Created a paper trail. I should have used Monero. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Uh, oh well. Uh, no, it's 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 good they got this guy. Uh, look at this, folks. Cryptocurrency market has fallen under two trillion dollars. Uh, we are now at one point nine eight trillion dollars for the global uh, cryptocurrency market. And uh, that is uh, that's a decline. That's uh, that's the first time under two in a while. Hmm. Thoughts on the lockup ending for Lucid? 
that is mentioned in their S1. Yeah, I think it's bad. I think there's a reason to short Lucid. Lucid's lockup is substantially larger, by the way, than Matterport's lockup. We were discussing this and strategizing about this in the course member live stream quite a bit, uh, calculating exactly what the dates are of these things and, and also the amounts. So, uh, yeah, cool reminder, if you haven't checked out the course member live streams yet, check those out. What a lot of people do is they'll 2x listen to the course member live stream as sort of like a standalone video, just the first part of it, where I, I uh, share my thoughts on the market and uh, strategies I'm looking at or things I'm building out at the moment. Hmm. Someone here says, last time we saw BTC go to 29K. Yeah, we did. Uh, the summer. And there was quite a bit of, I did quite a bit of crypto buying then. Oh, it's a fun trade. Unfortunately, no. Uh, crypto is rotating to the downside. All right. Let's see if there's any other actual news here other than the uh, surprise hit there on jobs. Omicron and the weak America is calling in sick. The W-E-E-K, not the W-E-A-K. Okay. Hundreds of first responders in Los Angeles are out sick or quarantined due to COVID. See, these are things that are also going to hit on uh, the the fears that we see in the stock market is that we might end up having a weak Q1, and that could be bad for uh, for earnings. That we could end up getting earnings reports that say, "Hey, you know, uh, Q4 was good, but uh, we're seeing slowdowns into Q1, and so we have to provide lower guidance." Uh, that is a, a big risk for the stock market. Yeah. So earnings season begins next Friday morning with the banks. Uh, but yeah, all right, let's see here. First full week of 2022 was supposed to signal a return to work after the winter holidays. Instead, America called in sick. School closings, child care issues have kept more at home. Recent surge in employee. I mean, look, you, you get sick. You're not going, I mean, hopefully you're not, you're not going out to restaurants. You're not going shopping. You're not really doing anything. You're just, you're just existing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's possible that Q1 could be relatively weak anyway. And that, that, that guidance could be sort of, uh, that, that you could cover the COVID slowdown under the blanket of weak Q1 anyway. Sure. Uh, that is possible. <laughs> Contact tracer at the spa. Uh, more than 5 million Americans could be stuck at home isolating over the coming days. Wow. The economic effects of the latest COVID-19 surge could be temporary, but it could deal a significant hit to the economy over the next month or two. That's why you saw the shortening of uh, COVID quarantining uh, time frame from uh, 10 days to five days if you are asymptomatic. Hmm. So, okay, more talk about people uh, calling in sick, not coming to work, discussions about the impacts of this. It's, it's a very good point. I mean, in fairness, it is going to be an issue. And I think Q1, Q2 could even be potentially soft because of these sorts of overhang here. Richard asks, how do you set up the buy-sell alerts from the stock program? Make sure you watch lecture 1.0. Uh, unfortunately, that's probably the most common question we get. And I get it. It's like you buy it and it's like, all right, where are the alerts? It's like not everybody jumps right into the lectures, right? 
but yeah, lecture 1.0, uh, and you will have a step-by-step -step guide for what to do to get your buy and sell alerts uh, in terms of what I'm doing with my portfolio. And you get lifetime access to that. I don't know if I'm going to post alerts or live streams for life, uh, but so far I really enjoy it. I, I don't I don't get tired of it. Uh, so let's see. Tech stocks are sliding after jobs report. I mean, not a surprise. Let's look at bond deals. Politics ruined America. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, well, actually, I, I, I disagree. I, I kind of think that if you had a lot of cash on the sidelines, cash is really only getting hurt by inflation if it's being used to purchase things that are high on uh, inflation. So, for example, if you go to cash, just because inflation is 6 or 7% does not mean that your dollar devalued by 6 or 7%. And I think this is something that, that is very frequently screwed up, essentially, in, in, the, in the markets. As people think, oh, cash is trash because inflation's wearing away. It's only true if you need that cash to go shopping. If that cash is there because you're setting it up as an opportunity uh, for buying stocks that are deflating, well, then then you're you're winning. You're you're playing the game very well. You know, I was uh, I was very cash heavy uh, going into the uh, crashing market that we had in in December. Uh, unfortunately, it kept dipping. I'm grateful that I went cash heavy when things were high, so I took a lot of profits uh, and and prepared, and now I've been able to lower my cost basis. But that doesn't mean I'm still not down now, right? Not maybe not over overall down, but it it certainly means like I'm down from that point because it's kind of like this. So let's say you own a stock that you bought at $150, it runs to $300. You sell it at $280, you rebuy it at $220. So you just caught, a, you just avoided a $60 loss there, right? That's a 20% loss you avoided. But then the stock went from 220 to 200 and it still dropped another 10%. Well, you still lost that 10%, right? Like you're still, you're still in it that, in something that lost 10%. But if you did a sell and then a rebuy and they kept going, at least you, you didn't lose that 20%. You kind of got off the roller coaster while it was going down, got back on closer to the bottom. You don't necessarily have to be perfect at timing, but that's still a win. That is a harder to quantify win. You know, it's harder to show that off to your friends and family. Like, look, I lowered my cost basis on a money losing stock. Nobody cares. First of all, 90% of people, that's just going to go like, no idea what you just heard. All I heard is money losing and that sounds bad. Why are you in something that loses money? That That's like 90% of their action probably get. So it's it's not something that, that really enables you to have much uh, social pride uh, until, of course, in the future, things start rotating up again. Uh, so let's see here. MP materials for EVs, red wire space uh, for, I, I don't know, for something else here. Yeah, I don't know anything about red wire space. Mm, your hundred dollars is not dropping five to seven per month. No, remember the inflation read is uh, uh, five to seven percent per year. Uh, and again, your hundred dollars is not affected by that. Mm. If it's profitable, why does it need a SPAC merger to list? A SPAC merger is just a, a, a substantially faster way to go to market. Uh, it's not necessarily cheaper, but. Uh, yeah, it, it is. A, it is a substantially fast way to uh, to list. 
ABB for AV plays. Uh, ABB. <laughs> All you get is Abbott. Uh, ABB, the automation. Oh, yeah, the automation company. No, uh, I, I thought about it for industrial robots. But uh, I like, for example, Tesla didn't buy from ABB. They're buying from some private uh, institutions I, I, uh, or companies. I'd love to be able to buy uh, some automation companies. The uh, problem with ABB is massive, massive labor issues, uh, which I've mentioned before is, is very ironic that the company that makes robots to replace humans is having issues getting humans to make the robots. I'm not in Hippo right now. I'm completely out of InsureTech, uh, minus maybe a, a little straggling shares if you uh, sitting at the bottom of a brokerage account somewhere. But uh, no, no, not, not bullish on uh, InsureTech right now, unfortunately. Etsy almost down a complete 6%, folks. That is our rotation down within the day. Let's uh, let's see how we're doing going heading into the close. It is 12.51. We've got eight and a half minutes to go. Let's see how the SPY is performing. Uh, SPY is mostly flat. See, we have a very similar V shape as to yesterday. Take a look at this. We go into the, uh, the five-minute chart. Look at this V shape. Look at the V-shape yesterday. V bottomed out at 465 yesterday, bottomed out at 464.66 today. But those those V-shaped dips, here's another one of those V-shaped dips. Of course, over here, it was trading for uh, the mid-470s. But anyway, that, that beginning of the morning crash there. Kind of, kind of interesting how we continue to see that. Uh, okay, so... Space infrastructure. Yeah, I'm not interested in space infrastructure. Too early for me. All right. How is how are our bitcoins doing? Uh, and of course the other crypto. So we have, yeah, we still actually have a little bit of recovery. That's good. That's good. A little bit of recovery after the pain of this morning. Remember, folks, next pain catalyst, if you don't yet have a sticky note, okay, here, let me show you the sticky notes that you need, okay? Hold on, hold on a sec. I have them right here. Ugh. This is what you need. You need lined sticky notes uh, and changing colors, okay? The changing colors are really, really important because uh, you can, you should use, don't only use one pad, you should use the different colors because when you stick them to your computer, Every little notepad you use should be a different color because otherwise you get numb to it and then you, you don't actually use it. But anyway, these are these are the things you should have if you don't already have like some kind of notepad you could regularly look at. But the problem, for example, and I know this, the problem with, with my notepad is, is oftentimes when I turn the page, I don't necessarily need to go back to the prior page unless I'm looking something up. So uh, if I wanted to make a little note, like make sure to dump this option or do something in the stock market, Different colors, uh, nice, vibrant, little lined, uh, what are these, like four or five by fives or something like that? These are great. Very, very good tool. Worth it. Go buy them. Not sponsored. Wish I was. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so let's keep going here. Let's go to Financial Times for a moment. All right, what do we got over here? The different wallpaper lecture. There you go, Vinny. Nailed it. This, it's the same psychology. 
Okay, so. <laughs> okay, someone's starting a crypto fund. Katie Juan is starting some form of crypto fund. Good for her. Uh, we've got uh, Republican Democrat. I'm an oilocrat. Okay. Hmm. Fed trading scandal rekindled from disclosure from top official. Ooh, I want to see this. Richard Clarita blamed inadvertent errors for failing to disclose the full extent of his trading activity at the start of the pandemic. Oh, really? Tell us more. He previously disclosed he had moved between one to five million from a bond fund to a stock fund on February 27th, 2020. Man, that is a that was a good freaking move. Those trades were controversial because they were made a day before JPOW signaled the Fed was preparing emergency action. However, amended disclosures show that three days prior to the already reported transactions, Clarita sold between one and five million of shares from the same stock fund. Oh, a little trade. So he paper handed, heard that things were going to be okay. Bought back in. Ooh. Good job, New York Times, on exposing the truth. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So, gotta love the politicians. Even though the Fed is supposed to be apolitical, you know it's a politician's job. Hmm. Let's take a brief look at this. Look at this. China's economy, the fallout from the Evergrande crisis. Last month, the Chinese State Council, government's most powerful organ, unleashed a wrath on an unusually small target, accusing officials in a country of just 660,000 people effectively extorting the private business sector. Okay. Uh, this is the local government in Bazao. Just uh, 90 kilometers south of Beijing. Seriously violated the government and Communist Party orders by embarking on a fee collection spree from small and medium-sized businesses. Hit hard by the property crackdown. Wow, just it, it's showing you the breadth of the damage that's being caused because of the, uh, the property crisis. Well, this looks really cool. Mm, series of campaigns targeting collective crackdowns. Okay, more more China FUD, especially leading up to Xi Jinping's next election. Real estate sector has influence over practically every aspect of the economy, financial markets, and society. Makes it a hugely thorny is issue. Hugely thorny. Okay, um, at least it's not a huge thorn. But uh, okay, so what, why, see the, the issue with China is uh, the more drama we get in that real estate sector, the more conservative the Chinese consumers are going to be. And, and that's why I think there's been so much fear and uncertainty around Neo or even Xping, which Kathy Wood has started buying, uh, Alibaba, which uh, Charlie Munger started buying, actually not just started buying, but uh, doubled his position on. Mm 
Okay, more more examples about uh, distress. Let's just look at and see how the market is closing and wrapping up for the day. Uh, it does look like Lucid's at now a full 10% up, a little bit of a rally into the close there on Lucid. The shorts are going to be a lot juicier on that one. Uh, the higher it goes, the harder it falls. Lemonade only up about 5%, not as great as what we had earlier. Arrival, arrival, 4.12%. I wrote them on my short list of uh, uh, shorted companies to potentially pick up a rotation with. Although we continue to see a lack of conviction in almost any kind of rally that we get. Just 2% on a few stocks here. Uh, I mean, a lot of things are, are up 1% to 2%. The big losers right now, Dwack, Roku, uh, Outlet. Uh, Etsy, it made it to that 6% at the close. We're now 30 seconds away from the close. Let's go pull SPY. Yeah, uh, SPY doing its sort of usual rotation down here into the close. Let's get the bell. Uh, we've got uh, actually 20 seconds, so we're a little premature on the bell here. Uh, watch that Watch that SPY sell off into the close. I'll tell you, it seems like every single closing day, it has been down into the close. Not just the SPY, but also ARC. Here we go industrials that do better in this period where we're talking about Fed tightening and a strong economy. The Nasdaq underperforms again. It looks like to close down 1% lower. Small caps also having a rough week, down more than 1% on the day, off 11% from the highs. There is the close. There you have it. Uh, Dow Jones Industrial down 0.01%. Everything's red. S&P down 0.41. Nasdaq down almost another 1% at 0.96. Russell down 1.2%. Boy, how the tables have turned compared to the uh, uh, what we saw earlier today. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so somebody uh, somebody suggested I look at this this meme from the eighties. Uh, <laughs> they had memes in the eighties. What? Uh, take a look at this. Okay. On Wall Street today, news of lower interest rates sent the stock market up, but then the expectation that these rates would be inflationary sent the market down until the realization that lower rates might stimulate the sluggish economy, uh, pushed the markets up before it ultimately went down on fears that an overheating economy would lead to a re- imposition of higher interest rates yeah that's a good one <laughs> i like it i like it that's that's good okay folks so uh today is today's friday so we're off for the next two days you could sleep your pain off you can chill and relax i think the crypto markets will continue to be active we'll see if uh they they continue to trade down uh, I didn't hold my lucid calls over the weekend. I hope I don't regret taking 300%. I don't think you should regret that. Honestly, take some of your money. And if you want, you can rebuy some lucid calls on Monday. You don't need to pay the theta decay over the weekend. Forget that. Why, why pay to rent it over the weekend when you don't have to? So uh, very exciting that uh, we are getting close to the CPI data. I don't know if it's nerve-wracking or exciting, but uh, it's coming. Yeah, that CPI data is Wednesday. Looking at bonds, uh, the 10-year treasury did rotate up to almost 1.77. And the U.S. two-year fell a little bit to 0.87, down from that 9 that we saw earlier. 
So what else do we have here? After hours, too early to see any particular movers in the after hours. And uh, on the day, Emrin really held on to its gains. Lemonade lost half of its gains. GameStop lost a, a substantial portion, almost most of its games again, still ended up well. Even Trade Desk's rally, where it ran up to about 600%, rotated down a little bit. Uh, Trade Desk now only up 2.6%. Uh, and then, of course, we have substantially more pain over at companies like Etsy and Roku, as well as DocuSign and the crypto space. So, uh, painful times, but uh, they are, as I always say, the best times to build a portfolio. You don't want to build a portfolio when everybody... Everybody in the comments is like, is it too late to buy this? Is it too late to buy this? Buy when there's pain. And we've got plenty. So uh, keep working hard. Go make some money. If you want uh, If you want some more insights into how to handle uh, operating with your portfolio or, or what to be thinking, think about checking out the program on Stocks and Psychology of Money. It's not financial advice, but really, really great insights for building your wealth. Use that coupon code. Uh, there's a birthday coupon code uh, that uh, my birthday is coming up soon kind of crazy i'll be 30 but you get lifetime access to these and there's no upsell once you're in uh although uh a lot of people have also been checking out that uh since i pitched it this morning the wealth course the the path to wealth uh, wealth which is different but anyway check out the links down below for those and we'll see you in the next one thanks so much for being here folks we'll